0: Three seconds, it's Curry from hand Court.
1: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. John
0: Krasinski in his hometown of Minneapolis.
1: Uh, How close did you grow up to here?
0: Uh, Just about 20 minutes away, right in suburban Minneapolis. So I was born right downtown here at the hospital and um, spent uh, the uh, formative years in lovely Blaine, Minnesota. And as you can tell from my accent, I never strayed very far from the coop i've probably been here maybe 10 times um and this is the
1: warmest i've ever been here and it's not that warm i mean it's like probably you know high 40s maybe maybe got to 50 yesterday went out and saw twins opening day yesterday decent weather out there good park uh and then also best game i've seen here too and i've seen some decent ones but um you know wolves are out of the playoffs um you know warriors are kind of floating towards the playoffs everyone's kind of waiting for it to arrive so you kind of come into tonight's game thinking uh, you know probably going to be a pretty dull environment um kind of a dull game the warriors had a nice little run at the end of the first half to go up 14 you kind of thought they'd cruise um but then the game completely flipped huge third quarter comeback by the wolves uh then a big comeback by the Warriors, take it to OT. And then, I mean, even to the point where there's five seconds left, it's already kind of been a wild night. And then the controversial finish, which is, I guess is where we should probably start, which is, you know, two foul calls that the Warriors did not like. Uh, one against Kevin Durant, they said, was on the floor, not an and one. Uh, and then the one late with .5 seconds left that you almost never see called. Leon Wood handing the game to, to the Wolves by giving Towns the free throw um which one was worse let's start there
0: you know I thought when Kevin took the shot I thought oh that's a four-point play coming like and and as covering this team for 15 years like that's exactly how the Wolves always lose these games is they make some stupid mistake late that shouldn't they should never be in and it you know it, it just it goes away from them and so I've written that story a thousand times so I didn't see any part of that play where Kevin wasn't catching and shooting. I mean it it like he got his hand on the ball, he raised up and I it looked like that's when he was fouled. Splashes through, I figured, boy, I, I couldn't believe that they wiped that off, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, the 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 play on the other end was bad. I think there was a foul there, but you like you said, you never yeah. see a call. But I thought the catch and shoot I thought that was all in one motion and, and should have been a, a four point play.
1: Yeah, I agree. One was uh, like oh man, time and score. I don't know if you make that call. The other one was like, that's just a, uh, it's just an anticipatory bad call, I think, because I
0: th- I think what happened is, uh, both teams know that the Wolves had a foul to give, and they and- the Wolves did say that they were going to foul. They they alerted the yeah. refs like as soon as these touches were fouling him. Yeah. so they had that in the mind, but. Yeah, which is fine, and, and and Kevin knows that
1: too. Kevin's yeah. smart; he's been around. He knows they're trying to foul. And what happened? If you go watch the play, uh, you got a rookie guarding KD dr yeah, um, and. Uh, you know it's tough for a rookie because you got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are out there, and and I thought Curry ran a nice play where they both kind of like did this weaving where Steph's going to one corner and Clay's coming off him to the other corner. It's going on right in front of Diop, and you know he you could tell he's kind of got his mind scattered, and and KD makes a quick bolt to the top of the key, and yes he's supposed to foul right on the catch, but the problem is KD got away from him, so he kind of sprints over mm-hmm. to foul, but Kevin's already caught and he's already starting his motion, but then the referee because he has been told. By Saunders, that they're gonna follow on the catch. I mean, it's already in his mind. I mean, he he came sprinting over like no floor, floor, yeah. floor. But it's like you can't just anticipate and go with the call. Like you have, to, you actually have to uh, see what happened, and uh, that is why the Warriors. I think that's the one that that ticked him off the most post game. That's why um, Katie's calling. Uh, you know, said Murat the best Cole. player on the floor <laughs> floor tonight was Murat. and then Steph called him the MVP of the game um but it's also why then when Steph hits the which by the way we haven't even mentioned the yes. wild three in the corner that ties know. the game a second later they really taunted him Steph's pointing at him the whole entire Warriors bench is yelling Iguodala's is giggling and pointing in his face I, I mean do you th- it's tough we don't know we don't know the intentions of the referees we don't even really get to talk to them and ask them post game but Do you think in any way Leon Wood, that was like a mild bit of retribution? Because it is a strange call that he made on KD, but the Warriors have just taunted the entire referee crew.
0: Yeah, I would say this, Anthony, like for some people who are familiar, and I don't like bringing this back up, but I've – actually said in the past that there's been makeup calls and i've gotten in real legal trouble over that Uh, a long time ago i thought i heard bill spooner say something about um we'll make up a call i tweeted about it i
1: want this entire story well
0: (laughs) this was years and years ago take Um, us there how uh, how long uh, well it's let's see it was you don't have to give me the exact yeah but it was it was five six years ago.
1: So you're covering it like covering a-
0: it for the AP, we actually still sat courtside, right courtside in Target Center. Um and they're playing the Houston Rockets, I believe, and um there was kurt Rambus was coaching, so it's actually maybe like 7 or 8 years now. Um but um uh there's a bad call on one end against uh the Wolves. Ram- Rambus is kind of bitching at the refs. Um One of the refs says, "Hey, don't worry, you know we'll get back." And so I tweeted that out. That you know that the ref told the coach that, and the referee in question saw the tweet and and responded with a libel lawsuit. Like it was ridiculous. I was working for AP at the time. Um, It all settled out of court, all that stuff. Um, But I've been yeah. So I've been kind of through that ringer where the the referees do not take kindly to accusations of making makeup calls. that said, that moment right there, you wonder if it was that because and, and what I will say is even if it wasn't a makeup call, you could say that S- Steph or Iguodala or Draymond or KD or somebody could have got a technical foul in that situation for the pointing and the taunting that went and maybe towns would have been on the line anyway. Imagine if they got chirped for a T. Oh my gosh, that I mean it would I'm have sure been would have, would have been totally crazy, but I think as Kawakami tweeted, I mean there was a I think there was contact there from KD on Towns. Yeah, now, like, time and place, do you call it?
1: Well, but, the, other, the weird thing is the other thing the Warriors were arguing, and, and people can go, can go look at these plays if they haven't seen them, but uh, was the Tolliver pass was, like, way oh, out of reach. Catchable. It was yeah. terrible. It, it, it almost went all the way to the Warriors bench. Like, Towns. Like, you know, Zion Williamson couldn't have caught that one. But at the same time, there's an uncatchable rule in the NFL. There's no uncatchable exactly. rule in the NBA. You you commit the foul, you commit the foul. So, like, if the last two-minute report comes out, I bet you they backed their refs and say that's a foul. It's just there was definitely people in the Warriors locker room that were, like, you know, kind of side eyeing. Like, yeah, I think that was just because we kind of were in their face. And, uh, you know, they felt disrespected earlier in the game. Apparently, you know, when Draymond got the t, it's because – they get they get really mad when referees don't uh communicate with them mm-hmm. or when they argue and they either like walk away kind of you know shrug them off or just don't let there be lines of communication. And apparently Draymond said, "Oh, so we're not allowed to talk to you tonight." And he got dinged with the T. Mm-hmm. And since from then, they were kind of out to get the refs a little
0: bit. Yeah, I mean I I saw right I was watching it lead up to the Draymond T, and he was woofing at him pretty good um and pretty demonstrative. But he, it must have been that that kind of sent you know them over the edge. And I can't remember if it was Leon or Maraud or, or who gave him the tee on that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, they set themselves up a little bit to be whistled tightly on that last play. I mean, it, I do think there was contact, and you can see it. And um, and it was there was reason to to call that, but he was not flagged for pass interference because yeah. that that would have you wipe it off because it's uncatchable. No, he was called because he grabbed and held Towns a little bit, and and they did bail him out. But again, like I I do think it would have been an unbelievable technical to give, but you watch that video of Steph and of Iguodala and Draymond like literally just pointing and laughing at Murat right in his face like if there's ever a taunting <laughs> yeah. foul like that's much worse than what Draymond did earlier to actually get a technical what foul. was funny to me is like it Steph had just hit
1: it like deep in oh, the corner and it was an with, insane with, shot with Bayless draped all over him yep. and he and he you know he's hitting it watching it go through and landing with like four wolves who were standing up like kind of in his face like trying to get him to miss the shot normal stuff that NBA yeah. players do but a normal response to that would be turn at the Wolves bench as like yeah. we saw even a couple times tonight because where we sit in Minnesota is right yeah. in front of that and you know be kind of taunting the the team you just did it to. But no, he ran out to <laughs> taunt the ref. It was just a very weird situation um, and just kind of a wild five seconds uh, that really kind of goes all the way back to the fact that KD probably should have been on the line yep. to try to get the win. Now you know the Warriors get the loss. They're not Owen five and overtime games, which I think is kind of random, but. Uh, They're back in a tie with Denver. They're both 51-24. Denver will be in Oakland Tuesday, but they had a nice win in Oklahoma City tonight. To me, more than anything, two things, if you're the Warriors. I don't think they want to be the two seed because I don't think they want to be forced to play the Rockets in the Mm 2-3, although right now the Rockets are in a battle with Portland uh, for 3-4. I don't know that Portland will survive without Nurkic, but... Uh, The other thing is the Warriors were, if they had won tonight, going into the night, they're already up one on the Nuggets. Their feeling was, hey, maybe Denver on the second night of a back-to-back was going to go into Oklahoma City and lose. They could win here, be two up, then they could beat the Nuggets in Oracle Tuesday, go three up, and that would give them the tiebreaker because they're two and one against them this year. Uh, And that would essentially make it so the last week or so they would have they could rest a bunch of guys and not worry about the results now tied denver's coming in tuesday and you know they're in a situation where i mean they may have to really play this out a lot more than they want to this includes two back-to-backs coming up um so it's kind of interesting i don't know what do you think about what's going up on top going on up top in the
0: west yeah it's been it's going to be amazing to watch and and I think like that's why you saw Kerr go to the Hamptons 5 as much as he did in this game like all of a sudden 16
1: minutes together
0: they're like we got to win this game like this is one you can't lose when you're in such a tight race now I you know I still think like with the schedule and everything I think the Warriors will probably outlast Denver and, and get that number one spot but it is when you lose a game like this it's very up in the air especially Anthony, when you're losing a game when Towns is as bad as he was tonight and Wiggins is fouled out in overtime, I mean, you know, Ryan Saunders is running out Jared Bayless and Cameron Reynolds and Kata Bates-Giop and and, and all these guys, and and that's the team that beats the Warriors in overtime. That's one of those things that I think if they look back on the season when they go into the playoffs in the two-seed, they're going to say, boy we really missed an opportunity tonight. Whether they took the Wolves lightly, whether it just, you know, it wasn't clicking or, or whatever, this is, this is one of those games that they, they could end up kicking themselves for.
1: Yeah, I think it's more to them. It's about, man, could have rested Andre for yep. a couple of games down the stretch, could have gave Cousins a night or two off. Um, but, you know, within the loss, that might have been the worst quarter I've seen them play offensively. The, the third, third oh. they were up 14 going to the third. They go five of 20 shooting. zero. Ass- they had 20 first half assists. They had zero third quarter assists, eight turnovers, 0-9 from three. Uh, really bad. Obviously let them back in it. But if you're looking at positives tonight from the Warriors, you mentioned the Hamptons five. That lineup was not very good the first couple months together, and some of that's the, again lolling around a little bit. Iguodala's yeah. in and out, you know, kind of uh, emotionally in the regular season. Same with Draymond. But I think uh, you know I had the stat in, in what I wrote, but I think I believe they're plus 42 in like 31 minutes something like that in february now they're plus 46 in like 34 minutes in march including tonight plus 16 mm-hmm. um you know they closed the half for the plus nine they closed the game they, when they made the sub to go to the hamptons five they're down seven yeah. heading into the fourth they had a couple they frantic come too yeah. yeah
0: that they had to come back so yeah they, that that group looked pretty damn good With to vintage. me yeah
1: and to me
0: That's probably the most important
1: thing for this team going to the playoffs because if they are on the ledge and they're pushed to the brink as they were by Houston last year, although they didn't have Iguodala in game six or seven, but if Iguodala is healthy, if all five of those guys are healthy, that's who they're going to war with. That's who down five in an important playoff game, you know, is going to be on the floor and just the fact that they're playing well together. Is, is I think kind of dangerous for the rest of the league yeah
0: no I mean what we know about the playoffs is it, you, you can be as deep as you want in the regular season and it's great stories Denver that, Denver. Yeah, Denver Clippers you know all of these teams that you know don't have a lot of stars and and run about 10 or 11 deep at you and that's great that's a great story and it helps you in the regular season but when it comes to playoffs man it's about stars and it's about getting those groups together and having them play well and when that Hamptons five is playing like they are now there's no one that can even come close to running a lineup out like that and so that should give what seems to me like kind of angsty Warriors fans right now kind of you know i don't know how they're handling this 24 this kind of losses stuff. yeah i you mean it's a lot. Know, we'd throw a i mean we'd build statues for the wolves in in if a situation 50 ones, like this <laughs> right now so so it's um it's funny you say that i remember yeah. going uh this is when i was covering the thunder but you know they were regularly a
1: 51 team every year when the KD Russ days and this was right at the beginning of when toronto was getting good yeah um and they were up there and it was like what? later in the season the raptors were having a really good year and they were, like, 49 and whatever at the time. And a bunch of local Toronto reporters are going around because it was going to be the first 50-win season in the franchise history. Uh, and the Thunder had done it, like, four or five straight years. Yeah. And, you know, the Raptors media is going around like, Kevin, how big a uh, – Isn't this you right? know, Yeah. Asking Russell Westbrook, like, can, you know, how important is it that they're going to win 50 games? And <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny, like, it's really the difference in how stuff is viewed through the lens – uh, you know Like 51 and 24 I mean it's, it's truly been A pretty disappointing Regular season For the Warriors Now I think Anyone Rationally knows What matters Is what's ahead But right. uh, 51 and 24 Just doesn't look good <laughs> On them Then you look down At the Wolves 34 and 41 yeah. Although that's A disappointment. Se- disappointing Season too The other uh, Positive I thought From the Warriors Perspective Kind of was uh, Remember a couple Weeks ago Warriors were here In Towns that I thought killed The Warriors yes. that night. maybe he had Like 26 21 Yep torched Bogut, who started gave it to Looney a little bit too um, I thought Cousins was solid on him tonight you know cousins missed a bunch of shots he was 4 13 I thought he had a lot of layups he could have made he, he fouls out himself in uh you know 26 minutes he's a minus 11 but I thought where he where he showed his value uh in a in a strange way is like he got towns into foul trouble which Mm -hmm. like Bogut's not getting carl anthony towns into foul trouble looney's not doing that they're just like barely touching the ball whereas tonight this should have helped the warriors the fact that um you know towns is sitting the last five minutes of the first half and he sat the last 10 minutes of the third quarter now with gorgie dang they go plus 18 in the last 10 minutes which was strange but uh, you know what do you think of what do you think of Cousins
0: yeah no I thought he was really good in that kind of intimidator role and that's he has always been that for Cat like he's the big the Kentucky big brother who comes in to uh, bully little brother Um, and you know let's no mistake about it Carl Anthony Towns over the second half of this season has been one of like the top 3 offensive players in the league just what he is doing on a nightly basis you're talking about a guy who is averaging 31 14 rebounds a game um, shooting 48% from 3 over on 6 attempts per game like he's just a dominant force. I didn't know it was that
1: good from 3 Yeah
0: yeah wow. yeah it's been it's been remarkable he's shooting like 55% overall um, and 48 percent from three on six attempts a game, and and so he's been unbelievable um, from an offensive standpoint. And tonight he looked shook; like he looked like he didn't want any part. Of the bigger, badder cousins, and
1: that dude is a physical presence oh, out there.
0: Oh my god, he's a brick wall. Like, and yeah, he's not he's I an don't, angry one. too, <laughs> and He's just going around, yeah. you know, he's like snarling, this. and and like I don't, I don't think he, he's clearly not moving like the cousins that we know. I mean, he's still coming back from that major um, injury, and and you know, he he doesn't have the same sort of force that he's playing with, but he's still just rock solid, and you're not moving him. And, and that's what Towns has always had problems with, and he did again tonight. I mean, not only just with the foul trouble, but he started 0 for 7, just was not hitting any shots. He's usually just remarkably efficient. Tonight he's 5 of 17. Um, and it wasn't really until Cousins did foul out that Towns got a little bit going late in the fourth in overtime a little bit. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think when you look at maybe the Warriors playing Jokic, you know, maybe they play LaMarcus Aldridge, whoever. Adams maybe in the first round. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's two rhinoceroses, like, you know, button heads, but he gives the Warriors... An unbelievable physicality um, that is going to be an asset for them, I think.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, story, you know, that kind of surfaced around the Warriors the last few days with the Jordan Bell mm-hmm. suspension in Memphis, uh, which I assume people listening to this probably already know the story that we reported on. That you know, it was because he uh, charged. Uh, a couple items uh, to a uh, to to Mike Brown's hotel room, and you know th- through an investigation they found it was Bell, and you know the organization uh, seemed you know th- he's done this before, um, and you know they 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 dinged him for it, one game suspension. It obviously they they weren't trying to get it out in the public, but it leaked out into the public, um, and uh, kind of became a topic around the team. He's back tonight, but he gets a DMP. Uh, and you know he's he's facing a little bit of an uphill challenge moving forward because uh, you know this I think really kind of hurt his trust, especially with the coaching staff. He he had been solid in like little brief spurts the last month or two. I thought really I remember they had an Orlando Miami back to back where he closed both games and he he was awesome. Uh, down the stretch of both those games he made the biggest play in Miami this you know flying defensive rebound then he hit the two free throws and would have kind of been the mini hero if Wade didn't have that shot that everyone kind of remembers but instead now you know I think he might face an uphill battle to get back into a rotation that he seemed to at least be kind of nudging his way into Uh, it's just it's just not a great look for a team that's had a lot of
0: drama around it well and you know on the face of it you look at it and you say he charged a fifteen dollar thing to to a, an assistant coach. Why is that a big deal? But what that tells you when they when they suspend him is like that's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Obviously, like there, there's been there must have been other things that they have been concerned. He about.
1: frustrates them big yeah. time. Um, yeah,
0: and so yeah, like you know this is a team that has dealt with a ton of drama. I, they seem to find a way to persevere through it but yeah you know as as they're trying to lock down a number one seed as they're trying to kind of tighten things up going into the playoffs it's probably one of the last things they need is to be dealing with this now is it going to cost them a title is it gonna do you know do anything I can't see that happening but it's the same at the same time like it's a it's a it's an unnecessary problem and you want to avoid those at this time especially at the end of your rotation exactly like that yeah that's not what you need to be dealing with and you don't need it on the athletic and you don't need it on espn and all this stuff and just one more thing for them to deal with like that's just not that's that's not ideal at all
1: yeah um should be noted I thought KD um you know he was really good the other night in Memphis obviously 12 of 13 shooting uh you know tonight 23 a lot less efficient obviously 8 of 22 but uh he's been playing better even though at times you know maybe a bit passive uh but distributing well seven more assists tonight 12 defensive rebounds and just in a good mood and I think to me that's a big takeaway of the last three weeks from a Warriors perspective the guy has kind of he, you know, he he's kind of gone in and out of bad moods at times this season. But seems to me, at least at this point, he's broken away from that. He seems to have a good mindset uh, as this team heads towards the most important part of the year, which is man, it's what, what's today. Now that we are past midnight, it's March thirtieth, two weeks. Pl- pl- yeah, Less playoffs two start weeks. 2 weeks from today. Yeah. Now that we're talking about Saturday. So, yeah. um I know there will be no playoff games again in Minneapolis, <laughs> although there was some last year. Yeah. Um couple. What are you watching? What are you watching heading towards the playoffs as like now going to kind of be an outside observer of the league? Yeah, well,
0: I'm I'm used to that around here, yeah. so like like this is comfortable for me, but um yeah, like look, I I I want to see if there is anybody in the West that can really muster the challenge. Like it it feels like The Warriors are slightly vulnerable, at least more than they have they have been bulletproof the last couple of years, and they're you know this will will be I think their greatest challenge um, to get all the way through these playoffs and and win when everyone's kind of worn out and there's been some drama and you're wondering the future of where KD is going to go and all that, but um, so I'm going to watch that. I honestly too like. I, I can't wait for the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. I mean, that's going to be unbelievable. I mean, Philadelphia is coming in here on Saturday night um, in the Jimmy Butler Bowl, but they're gearing up with Boston and Toronto and Milwaukee, and that's going to be that's going to be crazy. I do the other thing that I I really do want to see is I want to see how Denver reacts in the playoffs, like their first real shot at this, and if you're in that. Like
1: 5-8 through eight in the West right now, that's who you want, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, you also want Portland. Yeah, because they're yeah, it, without Nurkic. It's funny because right now the Warriors obviously tied in first with the Nuggets, and the Rockets are actually a half game behind Portland. Uh, but it, with such a crapshoot down 5-8, through eight, you're just really hoping if you're one of those teams, you either get Denver or Portland. Probably Portland number one because of the Nurkic injury. Uh, but, man, I think a team like the Spurs or... Uh even the Thunder, the Jazz would love a shot at Denver. I'm not even sure who I'd favor in
0: this. No season. doubt, I agree. I think like I think Denver looking at the you know, super veteran, ultra calm Spurs in the first round would be like a nightmare matchup for them. And, you know, going against Pop and even though DeRozan has had his playoff uh bugaboos and all that, I still think you don't want them, um, you yeah. Don't especially want Utah. It, You know, let's say let's say Pop
1: goes in and and just you know, kind of steals away one of those first two in Denver. Then you're looking at a Denver team that has not been good on the road this season, twenty and eighteen. I mean, that's still that's solid by NBA standards, but they're just so much better at home. And then the Spurs, who have been not good, really not good on the road, are good at home, thirty and eight. Um, so if they can snag back home court quick, quickly, and like get Denver to kind of doubt themselves that could be a dangerous long series.
0: Absolutely, and Utah's the other one. I mean, I love Quinn Snyder as a coach. I think he's really smart with uh, with game plans and strategy, and they play really good defense and could make things uncomfortable for Denver, and they beat OKC last year, so they're certainly not afraid of any kind of matchups that way, and and so, um, yeah, I think, I mean, that's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, maybe Denver comes out firing and, and knocks down shots and plays really well at home and sets a tone and does just fine, but um that is the team that you know it even though they're number two I don't know that if I'm the Warriors I'm really worried about them as much as I am Houston you know getting through to them and seeing you know seeing if that's uh if that that's going to be the the matchup that I worry about going forward in the playoffs
1: yeah it'll be interesting if Portland keeps winning because they won six in a row um and then suddenly if you're the Warriors like two might be better than
0: one um because you'd rather be in a two-three with Portland than in a one-four with Houston. Yeah, absolutely, no and, doubt. Because Houston's built to go after the Warriors, and they almost did last year. So, um, meanwhile, Portland without Nurkic would like that would feel like a four-zero-four-one type series to me, and, and especially and McCollum is is still coming. He'll you know, he'll be healthy by then, but he you know he could be a little rusty from the time that he's missed as well. So. Yeah, I would take I would take that Portland matchup in round two over Houston any day of the week. Yeah, and I'm looking at Portland's schedule right now. It's really you know somewhat
1: soft. They got Detroit, Minnesota, Memphis. They do have to play Denver twice, but Lakers and Kings like the last two nights of the regular season. Some
0: wins there, absolutely. So all
1: right, it'll be interesting. John, appreciate uh, you coming on, and I will likely not have you on until next season
0: <laughs> unless you, you're gonna pop around to the playoffs at all maybe you know maybe if you guys well i mean you guys in the bay area don't need help you got like 50 guys on your staff but uh, you popped,
1: where will the closest playoff game proximity wise be
0: milwaukee okay. but then you know i might get out to denver a little bit because uh nick kosmiter has has a baby on the way so maybe they need some help but we'll catch up hopefully we do catch up with you down the road or if not summer league for sure so. all
1: right cool john appreciate you coming on i will talk to you during this next home stay.